My 12-year-old made the comment one evening that he had nothing to look forward to each day. He said when he went to school, he at least would get to see his friends. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast, the show that helps you go from questions to confidence and mommy taught to self-taught when it comes to homeschooling. We are your hosts. Dr. Libran is the creator of Independent Homeschool Courses and has authored several books. And I am a current homeschooling mom of six who creates content on YouTube and courses around sustainable homeschooling. Welcome. If you have any questions you would like to be featured on a future show, email us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. Now let's start the show. Okay, welcome back to another episode. In this uh, video, we're going to talk about a question that was submitted to us. And it says here, can you please do a video on how to help the child who has been taught in an institution for most of his or her life to acclimate to homeschooling in terms of being okay with not getting to be around friends every day? My 12-year-old made the comment one evening that he had nothing to look forward to each day. He said when he went to school, he at least would get to see his friends. We do meet up with friends after school and on weekends. So this just may be a case of the grass is always greener on the other side. Your thoughts? Yeah, <clears throat> well, the grass is always greener on the other side. Um, you know, this has some complexity to it because it also varies with kids. A very... Uh, introverted child is going to be less obsessed relationally you know especially if they're books all they like to read and do other things they do um whereas a very extroverted child might go crazy around a bunch of introverted people you know so they they we we, we had this we had a child who um really wanted to go to public school or he said he did and so we actually arranged for him to go. There, there's a whole story here. Arranged him to go and visit school with a friend. Went through school for a day. Really? And, and then when he got home, he liked that. He liked seeing some friends, et cetera, or, or making friends or seeing people. But then we started explaining what life was about to be like if you went into a public school. Not that we were really considering it, but we were walking through it. And what age it, is this? Because uh, I know it would be. He was, um, it had to be what, middle school, seventh okay. or eighth grade, somewhere in there. Um, uh, so, you know, much more when the relational stuff kicks in. Right. Um, so, uh, I mean, especially, you know, dating and such, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, it starts getting their mind, they start having testosterone poisoning and estrogen poisoning, and they start being interested in stuff. So um, what, what we did is we walked him through, I think we walked everything through him, especially of what their day is going to be like. So they got to get up to get on the bus, right? Mm -hmm. In our context, the bus is going to be a 30 minute to an hour trip. So there's that. Then you're in school doing these different classes and they're broken up, but you have all this school that you go through in the day. And then if you don't have anything extracurricular after, you're going to get back on the bus. You're going to get back home. And so you're talking about being home at four, five. I run in the neighborhood and I'll see that bus come in at 5.30 or 6. So you're going to be gone all day. And then when you get home, depending on how bad your school is, um, or good rather, you'll probably have homework. 
So you're also going to get to eat, say hi to your siblings for a few minutes, and then you're going to need to do some homework of some type. And uh, then you're going to get ready for bed and go do it all over again. As opposed to our system where you're 7.30 to noon 30-ish, and then you're done. You have the afternoon to play, siblings, friends, other stuff. Right. This is how grown people do it too. You go to work, and then after work, you get to go play golf and whatever you like to do, bowl or, you know, uh, croquet, whatever people do nowadays. I think most work. people watch Netflix. <laughs> Fine, go and watch Netflix, what, whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, there's, you know, the game is we're trying to get them ready for life. When you get obsessed on, I want you to be happy right now uh, and give you anything you want, just, you know, pitch a fit in the grocery store and I'll hand you, you know, a popsicle you know, just train them to be that way. So, so when you see somebody who's saying something like, I don't, what'd you say? I didn't read the quote exactly. Um, um, he, at least he to see his friends. Yeah. He has nothing to look forward to each day. Well, on, on the surface, that sounds suspect because if they're seeing friends in the afternoon, he does have something to look forward to. So right. that, my guess, and I'm just guessing here, but uh, the you know kids probably trying to train the parents, manipulate, to, to do something yeah. once. Um, but you know the 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 game is you got to do the stuff you need to do when you need to do it. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure what would motivate this child, but it sounds to me like school's not very challenging because when, when you when you can balance school properly you remember the graph i've done where you have a relationship between your confidence and the challenge yes and if you have some of the really high challenge and you're really low in competence you'll experience anxiety yes. if you're real competent you know real competent something but the challenge is low it's easy for bored. you so you're bored right. yeah so you want to stay in that middle flow range of making sure the challenges are, are uh, right. And so, uh, you know, learning to uh, fall in love with learning, learning to be disciplined, learning to look at math and go, I don't feel like it today, so what? Uh, and then get it done and then have your afternoon and other things. Um, ways to start figuring out how to set your own goals, how to build your own friendship things. I mean, we had this with the kids uh, at about that age and they wanted to be around their friends. And I was teaching at a classical education school. I helped start Midland Classical in Midland, Texas. And uh, they could go there for free. And so they went there for a little bit, took some classes, and then finally came to me and said, yeah, I'm just tutoring all my friends on their <laughs> stuff. And it's taking up my day and nah, I'd rather just do it. And they said, what we'd like to do is go hang out. And I said, why don't you ask Mr. Miller the um, like headmaster or what he was in, Dean of Students, uh, if you could come and hang out one day a week, like at lunch and through the afternoon, just hang out in the lounge area and visit with people, et cetera. And then they also learn how to get with their friends afterwards. Cause it's not mm -hmm. about really just doing buddy stuff while we're in school learning. It's the real stuff is afterwards when we're playing ball or, uh, you know, our kids made a band and they, you know, made an album or they had uh, different projects they worked on, all kinds of things. So getting a vision for here's your life and here's what's been handed to you. You have education at home 
And then you have relationships inside the home and outside the home. What kind of goal and vision you're going to have there? But I would start with if he really has nothing to look forward to, and that's a real thing, uh, school's not um, challenging enough for him. I can almost guarantee you. You know, yeah. Uh, otherwise, he would say school's so stressful and I'm anxious. <laughs> I can't do it. It's painful. And I want to go to public school because, oh, at least they know how to teach and you're no good at teaching and, you know, whatever you say. There. <laughs> now, let's take a little pause in the show and talk about how Homeschooling Made Easy is sponsored by the Modern League of Teacher Mothers. This like minded homeschooling membership site is committed to laying a strong foundation. By going back to the basics, children not only thrive, but it gives parents freedom and time to focus on their younger children and other responsibilities. You will have access to video courses, monthly training, live support, and much more. Visit sustainablehomeschooling.com schoolhouse for more information. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. Well, I, I was also looking at it from a different angle too. Have you heard of de-schooling? You know, this is something that I hear is very popular when you take a child out of a, you know, institutional type learning to just take a couple weeks and go explore museums, go to the zoos, like kind of giving, giving them that taste of freedom, you know, and, and being able to do things during normal school hours and, and, the, that connection again, because like you said, they're gone all day. So now you're kind of getting to know each other again, and you want to be in that position where you can lead and influence them. And the best way to be in that position is, you know, kind of winning over their hearts again and, and having that one-on-one -on -one time. So what do you think about that? Have you uh, heard yeah, of uh, de-schooling? You know, we might call that rebooting, you know, mm -hmm. de-schooling, um, like debrief, de-traumatize. Yeah, uh, debriefing, de yeah. Deinstitutionalize. I don't know what we're talking about. But sure, you know, anything like that, that, you know, there's going to be a transition regardless. Uh, the first thing I would do is say, first of all, so we're switching to homeschool. And what we're going to do is we're going to honestly talk about whether you like it or not and how it's going and how we can improve it in three months. And I'd set a date so that we don't have to revisit the issue. Because if people mm -hmm. keep revisiting every day, do I like this or not? You'll drive yourself crazy. It's like if you check your pulse, like every five <laughs> minutes, you'll make your heart race, you know? Yeah. So you want to set a date out there, three months, six months, something like that, and say, we're, we'll, we'll reevaluate it then. A time to debrief and show some, or declutter or de-institutionalize or de-school um, sounds pretty reasonable to me, but... I would also say in this transition, and she did ask about this, so that's, I'm glad you brought that up. In the transition of getting them uh, doing well in homeschool, you're actually a little bit caught trying to figure out what they know and don't know. Mm -hmm. So if you don't back up and figure out, because you know, if you throw at them a level of math you think they're at, but the school really was just kind of passing them along and letting them all do stuff in groups, et cetera, they, you know, they weren't really learning. Mm -hmm. You may have to back up a ways and hone their skills. They may need to go through phonics, quite frankly, even though they're a fair reader, if they didn't get it or they're not a good reader, but they're too old to go through phonics. Trust me, go through phonics. Adults that go, go through phonics wind up reading better. Uh, it kind of unravels some of their uh, learning issues that were developed out of the other method. So um, uh, in, in that regard, 
figure out where they are and make sure, you know, the challenge is about um, a match on them. So if you're having to back up in math, but really lay the right foundation, they'll pick up speed and catch up. But that can be another piece of the problem with coming in the transition. Not only were they used to something a certain way, but now they're having to learn to teach themselves. You're having to find out where they really are and how do we bring them along. So there's a, a fair bit of transition uh, that's in play. And um, I, I think that's quite a big deal. And honestly, this is my conviction. I'm just going to tell folks just if you can make yourself do it it would change your life really don't have this we'll get around to school late morning afternoon oh this day did that this day did that and uh you know we do it sometimes earlier sometimes late and all the rest i know that's cool and i, I know it's <laughs> hip and i know it sounds like something but at some level, you can't do it. You don't do sleep that way. At some point, we're all going to be in our beds, you know, at least from midnight to 6 a.m. We just need, this is our sleep time. Why don't you then also have a school time? If there are exceptions, you make a trip or, you know, a museum or something like that, fine. If there's a crisis, interrupts, fine. But what you're trying to work towards is that period of time, because I can tell you, if you go ahead and get up, and have them get in motion, do their work, and finish at or around lunch or a little after, and you give back to these children the opportunity for extracurricular stuff and friends and play and creativity or extra reading, whatever they, whatever goes into that, you're giving them uh, a new lease on life. It's quite mm -hmm. incredible uh, what that can mean to them, but it's not going to come unless you have a steady process of this is when we do school, and this is when we do other stuff. Doesn't mean they're not exceptions, but the overall pattern is to work that way. And by the way, it's really good training because they're going to have a boss someday that's going to have the same weird expectation, like <laughs> work for a period of time. Right. And in kids love consistency, you know, and routines. They do thrive on it. And even, you know, public school, private school is, is that it's consistent. They have a routine there. So I'm sure if you take someone out of that routine and then, like you said, they, there's no real routine, it could be um, hard to get used to. I did want to ask you one. You're not going to develop a skill that way. Just take sports too. We have practice and we have practice at these times and we have games at these times. Mm -hmm. It's not this willy nilly uh, free spirited idea. I mean, it's fine. That's what you want. You know, move to Australia and just do life as a walkabout, you know, <laughs> just go do it, go walk out through. But for the rest of the world, if you're really trying to develop someone, you need some sequence. I mean, even putting on makeup, not that I know how, but it appears <laughs> to me there's a sequence like yes. foundation and then other details as you go, you know? Right. So that's the way the world works. We live in space time continuum. And for us to operate in it, we have to do things in some kind of sequence. And the more you'll pattern those, I don't mean a tight schedule or legalistic or weird, but I mean just an overall pattern. This is when we do school. It'll do magic for you. Let's take a little pause from the show and talk about one of our sponsors, independenthomeschool.com. Independenthomeschool.com is a one-stop shop for homeschoolers created by Dr. Fred Lybrand. 
There you can find more information on his very popular courses such as the writing course, mastering emotions, mastering reading comprehension, and the ultimate how to homeschool in 30 minutes a day system. As a longtime member and having gone through all the courses myself, I can tell you that this is truly priceless when it comes to your home life and creating sustainable homeschooling. For more information, make sure that you click on the link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. Yes. So I did want to ask you one quick thing. She didn't mention it in her email, but do you think there is a difference when it's maybe just the only child being homeschooled versus, you know, we have obviously more kids. So they, they're talking with people, they have their siblings. Do you think it is more of an issue if it's just uh, one kid? Could be. It depends on the child's personality. You know, we uh, homeschooled a single child. Brooks, our last one, was here for three years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> without anybody else. And um, he liked to focus. He likes to get things done. He's very diligent that way. But then uh, we would figure out how to connect him with friends. He would find things that would occupy him. He'd make projects or write poetry or write, you know, he'd do stuff. He would, he took ownership of his life. And that's, I guess some of the story is, this is where we get to where we're blaming. We don't have an, what's called an internal locus of control, mm-hmm. but it's external. And so it's all the environment's fault. So if I don't have friends, I'm not around the right people. And this, instead of owning, how do I make this happen? Yeah. So if you have a introverted only child, um, they can actually grow to be a little bit self-absorbed and not do much with people and need to get around some people. So with them, you're kind of trying to figure out environments to get them in so they can uh, start learning how a relationship works. If you have a hyper extroverted kid that doesn't like the school or whatever, they can be sitting there um, with that struggle, not having the competition of a classroom and stuff like that. And all of that may be true, but what you're trying to do is just adapt inside the system with what you have to work with. I mean, that's the way it goes. You know, when you're planning your, your landscaping and you have a big boulder and you're not going to move it, well, you're going to grow some plants around it. Rosemary works. It'll grow down it, you know, other things around it. And with your kids, the same thing. Part of how they're wired, what they're interested in, what they're motivated to do, those things become elements that you have to think through. So a friend of mine um, had this. He had a son. He thought, he kept telling me back in grade school that his son was really good at football. And I was like, oh, Lord, every parent on the planet (laughs) thinks they're all, their kids are going to be great at football. But they homeschooled. He was a missionary to the Philippines a good portion of the years, et cetera. And so um, they figured out inside the homeschool game how to let him play high school ball. And in the course of time, everybody knows him as Tim Tebow. So (laughs) there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So here's to Bob. Well, that was a great question. And thank you for submitting that. Thank you for your answer, Dr. Libran. So if you have any questions like like this or something else you'd like for us to answer, just email them to us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. 
Thank you for listening to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on a future episode, please email us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please share with a friend who you think would be interested in this content or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Thank you.